0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends, people of all ages, witches and werewolves, and the honey badger. This is the official relaunch of John Stenson's and J.D. Tyner's podcast, which we're now calling The Modern Recordist. Um, Previously, we put out a single episode under the name The Glass Onion Recording Show, which uh, we named after the studio that we both do. Most our work out of in the um, the studio that we use to record this podcast, but uh, we've ultimately decided that it'd be best to rebrand under a more universal name, so as to make ourselves a little more nimble with uh, whatever ultimately is to become of this show. So welcome everyone to the Modern Recordist. Um, this episode is what we're calling Episode Zero, and serves as somewhat of a about us episodes, so that we can um we can share all that we're aiming to do with this show and what you can expect as a listener, so uh just let me get into that a little bit um, so the modern recording the modern recordist podcast is devoted to the topic of pursuing a life of passion as a recording and performing artist, and what we're interested in exploring is the journey of the artistic visionary, which as it relates to here really means songwriters, musicians, rock bands, things like that. Uh, we wanna talk with people about how to thrive in our ever-changing modern world of, of entertainment that's ultra-connected and uh, pretty temperamental. Um, with the explosion of digital computer-based recording and, and the sophistication of the internet and social media and YouTube, digital distribution, um, all that kind of stuff over the last couple decades—it's—it's it's really changed everything for better or worse, and uh, it, it makes it makes it incredibly tricky to pursue a life focused on being an artistic visionary and music maker, uh, because for all intents and purposes, business models have changed to the point that there really are no business models, and the lines between different areas of your life, such as work and fun and family. Uh, it's all that's like blurred to an extreme with so many different options available for making money and pursuing your passion and fueled by so much information and technology. Um, it can be hard to stay creative and productive and stay focused, create an income and ultimately design a life you truly want and uh, know that you're made for. Because if you're anything like me, you've experienced moments where it seems like you just knew what to do and and things did feel right and they did make sense but you've certainly also experienced a sense of being kind of in outer space because you don't really have any strong evidence of exactly what to pursue or how to best use your time or what particular tactics to focus on so it can be kind of a tricky space but at the same time the world also lends to at least for artists and bands and visionaries and creatives Um, It's a place that can be incredibly empowered. Uh, In our modern world of recording, the technology itself has become an extension of the instruments that we use to create music, and uh, that's an interesting um, thing to think about. It's something that David Byrne actually touched on in his book, um, How Music Works, which I recommend you read if you haven't. but the rules that we play by to share our ideas and our creations have completely vanished. And that allows us to make them up as we go. The options we have to profit from these creations, um, they may not always seem obvious, but they are endless and they they, they can be imagined at will. And, and the life we want can be had as long as we're willing to do the courageous work to persevere and create it. So this is the Modern Recording Podcast where we dive into all these things and more and talk with artistic visionaries of all types to find out how to make an impact through the creation of music and art in our modern, ultra-connected world. And uh, what this will look like as far as the format of the show goes is uh, that we'll be publishing one episode per week every Monday. Uh, these, these episodes will consist of alternate 90-minute episodes Uh, and 15-minute episodes every other week. So for the sake of illustration, let's say week one is a 90-minute episode. Then week two will be the alternate 15-minute episode, which we're calling the 15-minute mixdown. Week three will be back to our 90-minute episode. Week four will be another edition of the 15-minute mixdown, and so on. So during the 90-minute episodes, we'll be sitting down with with a guest live in the studio This could be a solo artist or a full band, or even a combination of multiple types of guests. And they'll be with us here in the studio. We'll have them uh, uh, play us in with some music to start the show. Then we'll get into a discussion about recording in the modern world, doing creative work, how to stay creative, and all the things I previously mentioned. Um, Around the halfway mark, we'll have them play another song. Uh, and then we'll get into the final part of our conversation, and then again, end the show with a song. And what we're aiming for is uh, is that these discussions, um, it comes off conversational, casual, and unscripted, and kind of has this live broadcast, unedited, raw approach to uh, to our production. Um, you know we we are pre-recording these episodes but we're doing it in a way that, um, there's not quite as, uh, slick of a production value because we want to come, we want the show to come off, uh, casual, like, you know, friends sitting down over coffee, but we, we do want them to be informative and meaningful and dare I, I, I say, uh, even fun and entertaining. Um, Uh, Then for the alternate episodes, the 15-minute mixdowns, one of us, probably usually me, will uh, uh, maybe sometimes someone else, all three of us, um, will take a single thought or idea and explore it for uh, about 15 minutes. Uh, This could be pretty much anything framed in a way that it relates to, to music and artistic creation. For example... It could be a tip related to creative productivity, or it could be a commentary on something that's going on in the industry, or it could be something about songwriting, or even a quick tip that uh, that has to do with uh, a recording technique. Um, our focus, though, is to is to emphasize the the creative and artistic process and designing a lifestyle around this pursuit, and and not quite as much talk about recording technique and mixing techniques and so forth, because. Uh, there's there's quite a few places that you can get that kind of stuff online, uh, with with a lot of blogs devoted to that kind of topic of recording techniques and whatnot. And in fact, uh, I'll do a quick little plug for myself here. My blog is one of them. So if you if you're interested in learning some powerful yet concise and easy to understand recording techniques, then you can check out my website, JohnStinson.com. That's J O N S T I N S O N, no H in John. Johnstenson.com. Uh, I've got I've got a good resource on recording drums that you can hit directly from the front page there. Um, and now to wrap up this initial episode, I want to introduce myself and my partners in crime. As I mentioned, I'm John Stenson, your host here on the Modern Recordist along with my co-host, J.D. Tyner, and our engineer, Jonathan Paul Parrish, but more commonly known simply as Parrish. Uh, My background in the music industry comes from 10 years of producing, recording, and mixing work, and I've gotten to be a part of projects such as Kings of Leon record, uh, Only by the Night, the Nora Jones record, The Fall, Landon Pig's record, The Boy Who Never, Mike Doty's record, Golden Delicious, a bunch of others that you can check out on my website if you're interested in knowing more about me. Um, I got my start at a recording studio here in Nashville called Quad Recording Studios. May it rest in peace as it's no longer around, at least in its true form. Uh, at Quad, I uh, got to work with artists such as Taylor Swift, Phil Vassar, rappers like Young Buck, producers like Jakir King and Byron Gallimore. It was a awesome place to get started. And, uh, I made a lot of great friends and had a, a lot of surreal experiences so uh, when I finally get around to perhaps writing a memoir, I'll put some hilarious and unbelievable stories in the book. Um, but uh, in any case, I've been really fortunate, and um, it's it's been an awesome journey for me, and that's a bit about me. But I've been mon- monopolizing the mic for a bit now, and I'm going to shut up, and uh, I'm going to uh, take a minute to introduce my teammates, and allow, um, allow them to tell you a bit about themselves. And so, uh, J.D., how about it, dude?
1: Hey, I'm <laughs> J.D. Um, I guess unlike, unlike Stenson here, I, I didn't really start out in the whole uh, big commercial studio realm. I've kind of, uh, I guess, taken the more crazy, scary approach and tried to start from the ground up. Um, built this studio that we're doing here about, <clears throat> I guess, two and a half years ago. And, uh, I've been trying to, you know, do my own thing, kind of come up my own way and just kind of explore pursuing engineering and producing in that way. Um, and, uh, always kind of known that I've wanted to do some, some, you know, form of, of recording, uh, for the longest time, um, been doing it since high school and been doing it all through college and then now here we are with a semi-professional uh studio in my basement a a, a full-on professional studio in your basement yeah um so yeah
0: um um you know you've had some time doing uh um, some tech work as well some higher higher end profile tech work yep so um tell talk about that for a sec
1: yeah that was uh i guess about a a year year and a half of my life spent um working in a tech shop where we just we would get in old vintage recording consoles or gear and we'd uh kind of troubleshoot them or fix them, repair them, refurbish them. Uh I guess maybe one of the cooler things I got to do while I was there is uh uh we got this Console in that was uh, from Capitol Records in New York. So there was Capitol Records in L.A. and Capitol Records mm-hmm. in New York, and um, <clears throat> each one had a console built by the engineers. Back then, you were the engineer meant you were truly an engineer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they were like built... an electrical engineer. Yeah, like yeah. so yeah, they were yeah. built from the ground up, and uh, so really, each each studio had one of these consoles. So there was really only two ever in existence. And I got to work on one and completely rebuild it, uh, for Beck, which was yeah, kinda cool. That's um, awesome. But that thing, uh that thing was um I had a love hate relationship with that thing. <laughs> trying yeah. to get it back yeah. working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty cool thing and got to work uh for a lot of cool people repairing or working on their consoles and getting to install these consoles and certain people's studios and, um, you know, bigger names. And so, yeah, it was a cool, cool time in my life. Yeah. And
0: you know, you've, you've done an awesome job putting this place together. This is, this is your kind of your vision, this, this facility that we work out of and that, you know, you're, you're the main dude behind glass onion recording and, uh, and, and, um, yeah. So, um, talk about sort of kind of how this place came to be for you.
1: Yeah, well I you know, since um I mean really since high school I've been collecting gear and uh over the years just yeah, just continue to collect gear, record, you know, bands around town, born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee and uh so it it's always been a dream of mine to have my own studio and uh I don't know, for some reason I just never really wanted to pursue um the uh, kind of going into a major studio for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if it's just stubbornness. I don't know what. I just was mm-hmm. like, I wanted. I wanted. I don't want to go work for a studio. Sure. I want to be a studio. Right. You have and the
0: entrepreneurial spirit. You had a. You had a clear vision and something. Yeah, that you entrepreneurial to pursue.
1: spirit or yeah. crazy spirit. Yeah. I don't know which it's one. It's both. But... <laughs> one of the same, dude. One of the same. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just you know I I had been collecting gear and and so I uh, got out of college and. Um had a freak out moment of you know well, I need a job, so I just got a job working at united record pressing and um thankfully that that kind of allowed me to <clears throat> be in a position where I could purchase a house and so I bought a house uh specifically to put a studio in it, mm-hmm. and uh um through some people that I you know grew up knowing was able to uh have a lot of, uh, you know, be blessed with a lot of people that were willing to help me out as far as uh, contract work and putting a studio together. So, you know, I was able to have a good team behind me. Yeah. uh, Building this place took about a year and a half to build um, because I was working on other people's time. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's it started out just being a control room and a live room. And uh, originally I was kind of like all in the box and, you know, working at, you know, uh, being a being a tech i really wanted a console, and so I found a console an old autotronics one ten grandson console and uh fixed that up repaired that and now we have a little sixteen channel console in here mm-hmm. and um so yeah, started out with the control room live room, and now i'm in the process of adding on like a an iso room, hopefully you know drum like a, use it for like a drum iso and um yeah, I don't know. Just kind of plans to kind of keep adding on as as the studio grows Yeah, and, um it's it, awesome, yeah. man.
0: It's uh it's perfect um and it, it it's it's the perfect place for us to be doing this podcast because the the, the theme of it all about being the modern recordist and what does it yeah. look like to be participating in the recording space and being a recording artist in the modern world, you yeah. know, and with the empowerment of technology um and uh and your vision for this studio i mean it, it's because you know um the records that i mentioned that i have been fortunate to work on some of the producers that i've worked with you know these are grammy winning records in some cases and we're doing them like you, we're doing those records in places that uh it, you know sometimes or maybe maybe a portion was done at sort of like the more traditional studio for hire, but the more that, you know, and that's where I came up, but very quickly I gravitated into getting hooked up with individual producers and ended up, you know, were going to their house to make these records yeah. and were in their home studio. And in some cases, quite honestly, their home studio wasn't even as put together as this one. Yeah, And, um, like because this studio is is high end. I mean, like straight up, you know, from somebody who's worked in like more of the traditional studios, yeah. and then like all the way to, you know, I did some records recording in a barn. That the, my old studio, you know, was recording in a barn, and so I've, you know, I've done all everything in between. And you know, although the, this place is uh, is is technically out of your home, it's when you walk into it, you're like, this is not a home studio. This is a totally like. Top of the line place, you know what I mean? As far as Thank the you. build out and and all of that kind of stuff. And so, um, what I uh, was saying was, uh, you know, working with a lot of these bigger name producers at their home studios that, in a lot of cases, wasn't as built out as this, and and wasn't really put together. But we're doing these huge records, and those rec- records go and win Grammys, and um, uh, you know, and we, you read the magazine Tape Op, and oh, I love that magazine Tape Op uh, because it does choose to focus on people who are making records that way, because in the reality is in the modern recording world, the traditional studio, it's not like it was, you know, it's not like it was, it's not like the, a staple of the recording industry, um, and record making process like it was for a little while, maybe a decade or two or something. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so it's it's perfect for for what we're doing here and and yeah. and the message that we're exploring in this podcast, yeah. you know, because it's it is the embodiment of that spirit, and so
1: yeah, um, I find it just lends so much more. Like you know, you you have these big studios, and while they're 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 a necessity, you know, bigger studios are a necessity to have because sometimes you know that's it, you know, a project calls for that or or what have you, and. Um, you know if if i have like a full record I, you know i'm i'm doing i always keep in mind using a bigger studio for a bigger space if i want to do you know like get some great drum sounds or what have you but that being said um it, it with a large studio comes a larger price tag mm-hmm. and and uh the stress of knowing that you have a per day rate mm-hmm. and you know you have to you have to make it count and mm-hmm. and for here it and it being my own space And maybe this goes along with like modern recording. Um, It being my own space, it just lends so much more to the creative process, not having to worry so much about, you know, oh man, studio time. Like, are we, are we, are like, you know, are we using our time wisely Mm -hmm. for, you know, this, this rate we're paying to be in this space? You know, this, this is my space. This is where I work out of, you know. You, you pay me to engineer and produce your record, whatever, like this is the space we can do it in and, and we can just be creative and not have to worry right. about, you know, big budget room. Yeah, I don't know absolutely. if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally but, makes sense. It's oh. and, and,
0: and I love it because um, we share, um, it, it's basically a a, a a viewpoint that we share and what that viewpoint really is is that um, where things have gone is a, generally empowering place where technology has kind of offered more accessibility and more sophisticated um, options for um, an affordable um, price. Like, you know, you can, it's an empowering place for, for a lot of music makers and creators and things like that, as opposed to some people taking a stance of it's disempowering because, because it, it, it was a... It kind of had a, um, there was, you know, it was a shift. It was a shift in business models. It was a shift in a lot of people's careers. There was, was, you know, it it caused a lot of uncertainty, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's awesome because, because it's, this place is the physical embodiment of your vision and where my vision, you know, it's why like we've kind of, we've gravitated to one another. And, and, and I like calling this place my home base too, um, because it stems from that, um, sort of viewpoint of empowerment and abundance right in the state of the industry so awesome um before i kick it over to parish um where can uh where can people find you online uh find about find out more about the studio and find out more about you yeah
1: uh i have a website um jdtiner.com jdtiner.com um and I update that, you know, from time to time and uh has has pictures of the studio on there. You can find that. You can listen to some work I've done in here. Um and uh I try to keep pretty up to date on social media, on Instagram, which is linked to my Facebook most of the time, which is uh Glass Onion Recording on Facebook and Glass Onion Recording on Instagram. And uh I just you know, go on there, check out some photos. For you know what, I uh see what I'm up to, kind of give you an idea of what I'm up to on a day to day basis. Awesome,
0: so killer man! All right, Parrish. Um, yeah, take a minute to to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, sure. Yeah, hey everybody. Um,
2: so, <clears throat> um, like John said, my name is Jonathan Parrish. Um, most of my friends call me Parrish um, because of the plethora of John's. Uh, around like and, and, like John yeah. Stenson. Yeah, we actually share and, our name.
0: My name's Jonathan as well, <laughs> so like we actually share a name. And, so yeah.
2: yeah, you guys as my friends are welcome to call me Parish as well. Um, I'm originally from Memphis, uh, Tennessee, and have lived here in Nashville for about seven years. Um, I'm a producer, bassist, drummer. Um, I'm currently producing with uh, Villain Place, um, which is a uh, production, design, and management company. Uh, here in town, it's also a recording studio, and we're growing into a record label. Um, so a couple of projects that we've worked on, um, it's just kind of made sense to distribute those items and kind of, you know, back those people and kind of offer our studio um, to some of those artists um, as a as a kind of support uh, for those artists. Um, I have been doing this for about 15 years, and similar to what JD said, after i got out of college um i had a little bit i don't i don't know if i'd call it a freak out moment but uh, the moment that most people have yeah. where it's like oh man i got to get a job and uh, my degree was in marketing and um i got several marketing jobs um marketing anything from audio engineering schools uh to pet products <laughs> um and just that lifestyle and that grind Uh, for a few years was enough to make me realize that I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like I said, I've been doing music and recording for 15 years, and it just keeps calling to me. Um, And I know Stinson and I have talked a little bit about this, and it's just, you know, you kind of have to answer what's tugging at your heart. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, over the past probably two years, three years, I've really made a concerted effort to... Um, put a lot of elbow grease into um, music and recording and, and trying to get more involved in the music business and that sort of thing. Um, so currently, I'm playing with a band called Ave, uh, and we're kind of like a ambient post-punk uh, kind of thing. Um, and Stinson mixed our most recent record, which is coming out August 14th. Um, so maybe you can tell a little bit about yeah, mixed it was, process. Or, yeah, uh, well, it was um, it was a it
0: was an it was a great, fun, unique project to get to work on, and um, you know, I explored some. Um, well, I mean, we all you know, we came from a place of uh, of uh, you know, you guys gravitated towards me because we have again a, a, a um, kind of similar approach to thinking about artistry and, right. and and you know exploring these um, unconventional kinds of sounds and places and you know the, the first discussion that we had when when I was talking to you guys was um, that you wanted me to do things experiment we want we want to explore these like yeah. unique
2: experimental ideas push and, the boundaries and yeah. we did that in tracking um, you know and we actually did that over at villain place um so it was kind of the same ethos of hey don't don't waste time and money on a big commercial studio over on music row like let's take time and really do some out of the box stuff with our drums and uh, a lot of our tones and that kind of thing and so that just kind of carried over into the to the mix Um, so anyway yeah like I said that's coming out August 14th Uh, I'm really stoked about that um In general, I consider myself um, a perpetual student of music and the recording industry. I think it's important to kind of keep that mindset um, of just always being a student um, and you're always learning. Um, John, you mentioned Larry Crane. Um, I'll share a little highlight from my week. Uh, Probably the highlight of my week uh, was getting followed by and retweeted by the Larry Crane. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked yeah. about that. So what what was what was what did you put out there that he Um I followed him mm-hmm. uh on Twitter and he just followed back and I was like, wow, like he's pretty accessible. He followed like mm-hmm. you know, he followed back and I can tell just by the way that he writes on his account mm-hmm. that it's him. Yeah. Um so and I just said thanks. I said thanks. Uh generally that, you know, for those of you guys out there who are, you know, wanting to learn about uh, Twitter and social media, maybe you're a little confused. Like I have a huge background in that, um, but that generally pays off. Uh, just saying thanks. So I just mm-hmm, said, you know, mm-hmm, shout out, mm-hmm. like thanks to Larry Crane for following back. That's really awesome. I've been watching your Linda videos because uh, he's got some great tutorials on Linda.com. Um,
0: and and did we, men- did we mention that Larry Cr- Crane is the? He's like the founder of Tape All. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy, yeah. man. I yeah. uh, and he's I don't got know a studio. Explicitly put that out
2: there, but yeah, he's um you know got a studio out in Portland. Um so anyway that was like the highlight of my week man and and like I said those Linda videos are awesome and it kind of ties into my um sort of my ethos of kind of always being a student mm-hmm. um you know yeah I'm hoping to just constantly learn yeah. uh up until
0: up until I can't learn anymore <laughs> sure yeah absolutely dude I'm with you on that and like it's great because you know um um this really highlights uh even for me right now um The three of us sitting in this room is no accident, no mistake, because we do all share that viewpoint. And it is we share the viewpoint of um, empowerment, you know, and and, you know, things like you were saying, like always want to be learning. That's you know, that that's and that's something that we'll explore on this on this podcast in the future. Um, cause it's so important to, uh, to, to being a creative visionary and, and putting out impactful ideas and things like that. But, you know, it's just a general, this, this is great that we're teaming up for this podcast to put this particular message out there. Um, cause it's a, it's just a general approach to the world and viewpoint of abundance and empowerment and, and, um, you know, all the things that you said that you're involved in and like, um, uh, villain place and what it started as and what it's evolving into and all that stuff. Um, Cause you know, I, I have participated in, in a similar space as that a few years ago um, doing some, some management work and, and, and sort of label work um, as something that um, I was trying to, I, I, you know, I built up to a certain extent on my own just sort of an indie management marketing label kind of a thing. And so, yeah, it's, it's great that we're all um, coming together on this—it's no accident. It's a perfect team to do this. Yeah. Because,
2: um, yeah. See, so, yeah, so, I'm super stoked to be uh, involved with the Modern Recordist. Yeah. And thanks to both of you guys for, dude. You know, having yeah. me on, and thanks to y'all for listening. And well, I'm great, I'm yeah. glad that um, you know because it's kind of
0: like in the very beginning, a little sort of idea that I hatched, and I had intended to do a podcast and wanted to do it, and I talked to people about it for a year or so and, and never took action on it. And, uh, um, you know, JD stuck with me here through it and, 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 you know, showed up with me and then, and then, uh, you, you decided you wanted to be involved and I, I, I love the, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your guys support and coming and, and supporting me and like being involved in this and being, um, being a, a, a key force in this, uh, podcast. And, And I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about, us coming together to explore these topics and, and, and really just further extend our, our mindset, learn a lot of things, you know, like I'm really excited about going through this pro Cause I'm a, I'm the type of person who's a kinesthetic learner and, and I'm sure that you guys share that with me a little bit, um, that disposition. Uh, but yeah, I'm, it, it, I learn by doing, you know, and, um, and so, Uh, I'm learning, this is me, like an opportunity for me to learn in public, sit here and kind of hash these ideas out and talk with other people who are thought leaders and have, you know, have their own path of, of being a creative visionary and learn from them and have epiphanies and all that. So, um, I'm super excited about that and, uh, like iron sharpening iron, you know, so, um, cool. So, uh, we'll close out with this cause, uh, we're, we're getting, uh, past the half, we're a, ha- a little over half an hour in. So we'll start getting this, uh, this wrapped up. But, um, I did want to just like, let's throw out a quick point of discussion that we can all kind of, um, um, explore for a minute here in the moment. Um, uh, so I'm just kind of throwing this question out there. And when we can kind of just get the discussion going around it, uh, in your path as a creative visionary, what is your take on the culture of being a modern recordist and, uh, where have you felt challenged in this digital artistic age and, and where have you felt empowered in this digital artistic age and, uh, and, and how have you navigated this uncertainty and what would you advise of an artist on their path? Um,
2: you know, my uh if, I think one of the greatest challenges is that, like, um the there are so many options. you know, like your options are basically endless at this point with technology. So that can be, and I found myself overwhelmed by that um in the past, and kind of um had a little hesitance to just jump right in because it's like, oh man, like there's so many ways I can go. I can go path A or B or C. Um, and it's, it's taken a while and kind of some, you know, other paths that had nothing to do with recording industry, like I mentioned, um, to recognize that it doesn't matter what path, A, B, or C, just start like one foot in front of the other, you know? And I think that's like, that's what, like just getting started is one of the hardest things and choosing, uh, and being kind of overwhelmed by so many options Mm -hmm. because they're out there, you know? Um, but just you know uh, something I like to think about is like an object emotion stays in motion. Right. So if you're just doing something every day, that's going to lead you where you want to go. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're doing it purposefully. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about purpose and intention and that kind of stuff. Definitely. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, don't know. I,
1: I, I agree. There's, there's a, I guess as a modern recordist, I don't know there there definitely are a lot of options I I um my viewpoints of recording and my styles of recording have changed so much and I think that has to do with you know just uh modern recording um and I, I don't know I guess my my ideas of modern recording are just like creativity I mm-hmm. I, I try to just focus so much on showing up and being mm-hmm. And keep, you know, and being creative, and and keeping the mindset on on creativity, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's a lot of options. Uh, I mean, the, you were. What was what was your question about? What do you find challenging? What do you find? Empowering? Yeah, yeah. What do you?
0: You know, like where are some of the challenges that you've experienced? And yeah. you know, the some of the
1: challenges I've experienced are you know in this in this modern day of recording, there's so much computer. Mm-hmm. St- just stuff done with the computer Mm -hmm. uh you know whether it's you're working in logic pro tools ableton doing tracks like you know you have sequencers you have control surface whatever it Mm -hmm. is you know and to me that's uh one of the things i'm most fascinated by right now Mm -hmm. is this teenage engineering op1 Uh that thing is like blowing my mind yeah i love it i don't have one i want one um so you know, teenage what's, engineering. If you want to throw yeah, one yeah, away, yeah, you can please up, like, do. Wait, if, if one Windows was to show
0: something. up in the mail here, um, <laughs> but what is it? What's the essence of that? Because you you know you you showed it to me. You talked about I mean, it like, What is it that that you're drawn to about
1: that? Uh, I guess just how you can you, you, how it how it just lends to like taking your creativity to just like another level. Just you know you can you can sample anything into it and tweak the sound and manipulate it and. And it's just so immediate and hands-on. Uh, whereas, you know, you can sit and click with a mouse, but it, it, it almost kind of takes this whole sequencing thing that people are doing in a computer and bring it back into mm-hmm. your hand mm-hmm. and pl- almost playing stuff like an instrument. Yeah. I don't know, it's really cool. And and so anyways, all that to say is that's that's challenging and really intimidating to me. And, you know, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But at the very same time, that is what I also find uh, so empowering about modern recording is that there are these things that challenge me and freak me out so much. Or not freak me out, but just intimidate me. But they're just, they're there and you can learn them and you can use them. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's so exciting to see these new creative tools i mean for the long i don't know i I know i'm getting long-winded but for the longest time i thought i I was going to end up in this like uh kind of americana acoustic world Mm -hmm. um having interned for somebody that's a big bluegrass guy um you can say his name uh, yeah bill Vornick, and uh which you know Stinson, I know, has worked with as well. Great, great guy. I mean, yeah. really great, talented guy. And you know, that's that's who I interned for. And I thought I was going to end up in this world. And then next thing I know, you know, now here I am, like working on a project right now where I'm I'm working with a Roland drum machine and I'm mm-hmm. sequencing stuff. And it's like the most incredible, you know, uh, you know, just sh- shift. And it's not to say that I I'm leaving one behind. I I, I love having everything, be, you know working on so much stuff. But I think that's part of being a modern recordist is like being able to shift and adapt and you know, be able to be able to like, you know, I just got done doing a bluegrass record. But then now I'm doing like this like female driven like indie indie like female driven indie pop, you know, very heavy on the pop like record. And it's just everything in between and, you know, you just I don't know, I I feel like some people try to just chase down one path, but I think being well versed in and being able to take what what is presented to you as a recordist and and producer, yeah, and, and being look, able to and, adapt and, and flourish in that,
0: yeah, totally. And it really comes down to um, what I feel like you're 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 kind of getting at is and both of you guys like being open, being open to yeah. the possibility. And I and I share with you in that because it's I've had similar kind of struggles of like. You know being um open to the possibility and thinking about it in terms of like because there's 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 kind of like two ways to think about this to go like you wanna be open to the possibility and you wanna um like you were saying like uh be able to adapt and do whatever is before you, but not to your detriment of becoming a yes man like oh yeah, if absolutely. it doesn't serve you you have the the you have the tool and, and the vision and 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 the openness to understand like um Derek, I love what Derek Sivers said, if it's not a it's not a heck yeah, um, then uh, it's a no. So if you're not completely 100 percent like you're, if somebody goes, hey, would you like, you know, you have this opportunity in front of you, and if you're not like fist pumping and jumping up and down about like ecstatic about doing it, then say no. Yep. You know what I mean? And uh, and I love that, and and that's that has been my challenge. That has been my challenge. Like both of you have have, have touched on the fact that there's just so many opportunities and like or 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 just so much technology so many things to 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 be able to do and it can become overwhelming and you can get lost in it and i I, for a while got sort of i was like just saying yes to like everything you know even if it was like my mindset would be like well you know this isn't necessarily a project or something that i'm just like completely just ecstatic about but i'm going to say yes to it because You know, I just kind of got wrapped up in just the means of it all. And it was like, you know, sometimes certain things like particular um, social media outlets like going, oh, use that. You know, it's like it can be used as a tool for promotion, but only if it you have what's the intention or the the what's the what are you, what's your goal what are you after how are you, what's the point of using that tool and it's not just using the tool just to use the tool and so I kind of like there was you know got wrapped up in in that um kind of mentality for a while and then just saying yes to like pretty much anything that came my way and just like this whole idea, idea of just like throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks and um that's not really sustainable and it gets you spread thin and it gets you in it gets you kind of like diluted in places that aren't really a part of your vision or, or, serve your vision. And therefore you're not really, um, you're not really, um, pursuing something that is going to truly create an impact for people. Cause you're, you're, you're sidetracked on somebody else's agenda, you know, essentially. So, um, um, the, I'm going to say this to, um, to kind of like wrap it up. um, and get this podcast closed out, um, that sort of a maybe and if you guys wanted to add something too, but uh I'm gonna say that as far as like advice for somebody on their path, um, for me really a big turning point has been just adopting really just like what I just said about um weighing things into your vision. And if it's not, if you're not 100% fist bumping and fist pumping in the air about it, then say no. And that, um, there's always, uh, there's always technology and things and tools and all that. But like, it just because they exist doesn't mean that that's, it's not the thing. It's what the thing, it's the result, it's the goal, you know? And so sometimes that could be, um, something that's Old school, even. And so, for me, um, uh, finding pl- places in, that are like, you know, looking and sort of like diving into places that are seemingly totally unrelated to creating artistry, um, you know, for me, st- stuff like learning, exploring like new things to learn about that maybe, like, you know, for example, languages or, um, or, um, martial arts has been a big one for me. And then like spending time meditating and, you know, reading about people who are not in the music industry, but are big thought leaders in a different, like Elon Musk comes to, comes to mind for me. And he's a big inspiration. And, um, and then even like things about certain things about Bill Clinton and his ability to, he has a vision and his ability to get people enrolled in that vision. And, and, um, so for me that's that's like my advice is is you know um kind of uh having a me- some like more or less a meditation practice where you're just like you know your life is about art artistic being an artistic visionary but sometimes the answer is to get out of that and to go like for me like martial arts is a meditation you know even just meditating is a meditation. And so that my advice is like, you know, for a while, I, I burned myself out because my solution to being overwhelmed by all this stuff was to double down on my efforts on all this stuff. And I'm up at, you know, two o'clock in the morning doing crazy stuff and I'm not getting any sleep. And when I, when I, when I really started to kind of change and start thinking about just my health and well being from a lot of different, um, kind of places, whether that's nutrition or exercise or, you know, sleep and sleep understanding, like I, I, I started studying about sleep and understanding that, wow, the path for me to, um, Excel is it's, it's, it's odd because it's like sleeping is you would think, I've got this problem in front of me or whatever it is I'm stressed out about this or it's just like there's a lot of pressure and I've got to blast through all these things and reach these goals and and how is sleep going to help me achieve that but you know it's just being intentional being open learning and oftentimes looking in places that seem like it's not the answer and it in a way it's it's just a it's just a a practice and a method for it's not going to give you the answer directly but it's going to open you to being more present and and seeing and having epiphanies that you need to have that are going to bring you to knowing what you need to do. That's that's kind of a long-winded piece of advice for me. If you guys have anything to add to that, you're welcome to. Otherwise, um, we can uh, close the show out. but uh, so, yeah, let's close the show up. But real quick, I think I forgot to ask you about your links and where people can find you online. So Sure, yeah. yeah.
2: Probably the easiest one is just VillainPlace.com. Uh, VillainPlace.com. Cool. All one word.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it. This was episode zero, our About Us episode. And, uh, and we really appreciate you guys. And thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. And we're excited to have you with us on this new venture into the world of podcasting. And uh, we're looking forward to a lot of fun and learning and discovery, um, bringing on awesome guests and people we can learn from. Um, we're learning as we go. And your support means so much as we work through our learning curve in public, out in the open, and and eventually become good at this. And, uh, of course, um, always bring something of value to you guys. Um, so – Please make sure that you get yourself subscribed in iTunes and make sure you leave us a rating and review as well because we're in the launch phase of this podcast uh, right now and good ratings and reviews are going to make a huge difference for us as we grow our audience and, and we build this show. And Also, if, uh, if, you, if you liked what you've heard so far and you're excited about what's ahead and you know somebody else who would be stoked to, uh, to, to check out a show like this, then uh, please share it with them. And that is it for this episode of The Modern Recordist. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back soon with more. In the meantime, go live your extraordinary life of an uh, artistic visionary and create something impactful in the world.